Good morning, evening, afternoon, whenever you're listening to this brew house, and welcome back to another episode of Cold Brew for the Brew House. But most importantly, welcome back to day five. Well, welcome back, but welcome to day five of Podtober. I hope you're enjoying Podtober so far. Like I said, we're five episodes in. Today, we are going to talk about the history of Halloween, along with some of your favorite Halloween traditions. So grab your tea, grab your coffee, your iced coffee, your hot cocoa, your lemonade, your pumpkin spice, your cider, whatever it is you're sipping on this morning, evening, or afternoon. I hope it's as delicious as this podcast episode and vice versa. And let's jump right into it. Alrighty, Brujas. So originally, I was going to wait until later in the month to do this episode, but I figured a lot of us are doing some of these Halloween traditions now, and I guess to me it made sense to do this episode earlier on so as you're doing all of these things, you can know where they come from. So first, we're going to talk about Halloween specifically and where the origins of Halloween started. Now, I'm reading, I'm getting this from a couple of different sources. I have a book, once again, I'm, I know I'm always using books that are billions of years old. I'm sorry, most of my books come from my grandmother. This is a book that talks about, it's an herb book, but it also has the different holidays of the year according to like pagan rituals. So that's where we're going to start at for Halloween. But like I said, there's a lot of different books that I'm using and most of them are (laughs) pretty old. So I'm sorry I can't give you very specific details. But I'm also just going off of my own knowledge, what has been told to me, and also just reading various things online. So I don't want everyone to think that I'm just chock full of all this Halloween knowledge. I did have to do some research. So... Halloween coincides with another holiday that a lot of my witchy peeps, whether regardless of what form of practice or line of practice or I don't know what I'm looking for here. You know, whether you're pagan, you practice Santeria, you practice voodoo, whatever type of magical practice you practice, I feel like we will all... Uh, have heard of Samhain. Samhain. I don't know if I'm even pronouncing that correctly because while a lot of us do, a lot of these holidays kind of like overlap into different uh, religions, not religions, practices and religions, but we're not going to go into that. We're specifically talking about Halloween. And when it comes to Samhain, they coincide with each other, which is because Samhain is known as, well, it means the summer's end. So it's actually... It started as a practice by pagans, uh, Celtic pagans, to celebrate the end of the summer, to celebrate that last uh, warm breeze that before the <laughs> the warm air, the the fall energy, the fall weather, f- right before uh, winter started, which is also you know the darker time of the year because daylight savings goes back and all that good stuff. So it starts getting darker earlier. So they celebrate before this but it's also uh known across the board this is not just in specifically the celtic pagan belief in uh for halloween it's known that the veil air air quotes is thinner during this time meaning that the barrier the border whatever you refer to it as between the spirit world or the the living and the dead or the spiritual world and the physical world is thin meaning that 
things can slip through and that's not to scare you but that just means that not only like bad things slipping through it just it up word barf it's a time where we're going to be receiving more messages from our spirit guides our ancestors etc where it's a time and we're going to talk about that actually about ancestors and spirit guides but the veil between those worlds is very thin and the romans also had a version of samhain which is called pomona if i'm if i'm pronouncing that correctly and it was about the roman goddess of the fruits the trees the harvest and the the day was really focused around that excuse me hold on Oof. Oof. i thought i was gonna sneeze but it went away anyway <laughs> so that day for the romans was really about celebrating that goddess and preparing for the winter once again and but really showing thanks and gratitude for the plentiful harvest period uh and they left offerings to this goddess that could be apples which is probably why apples are you know a little bit of a fall type of thing and uh you know so basically it did start as a pagan thing but as it branches out across the board most of us know that hollow most of us spiritual if we know the spiritual meaning of the holidays we uh know that it is a time once again like i've probably said 50 times in this podcast episode that the veil is thin between these two worlds so i'll get into that in a moment um but i actually i'm going to talk about that a little bit deeper before we get into the halloween traditions so before we talk about the halloween traditions i wanted to jump in and talk about two other like three other holidays because I told as we all know I went to Catholic school for basically my whole life and it was pretty this was one of the awesome things about going to Catholic school was that I got to uh was this Halloween or what they called Tide. so we would always have the day after um Halloween off because it was a Catholic school and I will tell you why so the hollow tide for the Western Catholic Christian umbrella <laughs> uh, consists of All Hallows Eve, which is Halloween, which basically is just like the eve before, the day before All Hallows Day, which is the, which is also known as All Saints Day, and it's just the day to remember like all of those who passed, and then it ends with All Souls Day. So All Saints Day is more of a day to revere the saints. So if you grow if you know Catholicism, I guess, you'll know that there are saints and that day is for them. And then you have All Souls Day, which is to remember everyone who has passed. Sorry, it's been a while since I had to remember any of this because, you know, I'm not in Catholic school anymore. But then so All Hallows uh, I don't know why I don't like saying All Hallows because in my school it was always All Saints Day. So All Saints Day is on November first. It's the day after Halloween. So Hallows Eve is Halloween in their tradition, but All Saints Day is also known as the Day of the Dead in uh, Mexico. It's the it's actually the day the November first and the second. So it's the similar belief of just a celebration to. Uh, it originated in Mexico, but it's I'm looking on Google Calendar, it even pops up on there now. So it's really just a day to uh 
remember your ancestors, those who's passed, everyone who has died. It's one of the traditions is to create an altar and leave offerings for all of those who have passed. So we see that the common theme for Halloween is uh, air quotes, death, but not in the way that people like to make it seem, not in a negative, bad way, but more so of a way to connect with, remember, and just show love and appreciation for those who have passed on. Um, the reason I say that not a lot of people agree with that is because I remember when I was growing up, especially in a Catholic school, a lot of my friends and even some of my family members weren't allowed to celebrate Halloween. They weren't allowed to go trick-or-treating. They weren't allowed to, you know, do the Halloween things because it was considered the day of the devil or a bad day. So I'm glad that we're kind of straying from that Halloween stigma because when I was in elementary school, we weren't really allowed to dress up or do anything for Halloween. But as I got older, we started doing more Halloween stuff, I guess, because I fig- they figured, well, they're going to go do this stuff outside of school. Might as well give them something to do in school. But I remember when I was younger in OLA, we didn't have a uh, like we didn't have like a Halloween celebration at school. And even when we started being able to wear costumes, that was really it. We were just able to wear costumes. And I think that was really just to make the parents' life easier so that they can pick us up from school and take us trick-or-treating. But nonetheless, uh, so that's really where not only Halloween originates, but where uh, we get that idea of ghosts and ghouls and spirits all coming about because of that theme of the dead and communicating with them uh i'm trying to read okay here we go so i'm reading what it says here and it says the common belief uh with both sam hyan and that roman holiday pomona was that like i said the veil the barrier the border between the living and the dead was blurred so every year on the 31st ghosts and ghouls and everyone uh can walk the earth and they're committing trickery and committing pranks and things to scare people uh yeah it pretty much escalated to something you know a lot bigger it went from this belief of communicating with the dead to now every every year on this day every dead being can now walk the earth and trick us and play pranks on us so that's where that negative connotation comes from but i do want to talk about jack-o'-lanterns and where that came from because i learned something new as i was researching this so the original jack-o'-lanterns were actually not pumpkins at all they were turnips people uh because this originated i will i believe it originated i will correct myself if i'm wrong it originated in ireland uh the root vegetables in general were abundant so turnips potatoes beets the, they were all used as the original jack-o'-lanterns they they would carve them out which I don't know how they did because I was like how are you carving out a potato or a beet or a turnip because those sound like the most difficult things to literally core out a pump coring out a pumpkin is a big deal but a turnip okay so they would put the faces everything that we do with our normal jack-o'-lanterns this is what they were doing in Ireland in I guess this was like the early set like the late 1700s early 1700s 
Then we switched to pumpkins in the late eight or well, in the early 1800s uh, because haha, they were in fact e- easier to carve and uh, there was more pump- an abundance of pumpkins at the end of the harvest season, which makes sense because a lot of people were probably eating turnips, beets, and potatoes. So they didn't want to waste them and carve little faces into them when they could be eating them. But pumpkins, however, were abundant. So that's when they started carving these faces into pumpkins. But why in the heck are they called jack-o'-lanterns? I'm going to read it for you. It says, some people think it comes from the British phase, Jack with the Lantern, referring to a night watchman. Others believe that it stems from old Irish folklore about a man named Stingy Jack, who tricked the devil into granting him a prolonged life. So first, those are the two theories of why these pumpkins with faces are called jack-o'-lanterns. Boom. So why do we go trick-or-treating? As you can see, we've jumped into the common Halloween traditions. And the reason that we go trick-or-treating, uh, listen, you're going to be learning what I learned, and not everything is all nice and peachy about Halloween. You know, I'm not going to lie to you. So pretty much why trick-or-treating was happening was because whether it was because there were dark spirits roaming the world or because kids thought there was dark spirits roaming the world at the on this night and were using it as an excuse to play pranks and do things that pretty much what we know to be a mischief night you know usually the night before halloween is a time for pranks egging houses tping things i don't know if kids even do that anymore i probably am so aging myself right now but yeah for anyone who is probably like is like moki what are you talking about i remember it being a very big issue (laughs) egging because in my neighborhood they wouldn't sell eggs i think the whole week of halloween um to kids like you had to be an adult you had to show id and the reason was because in my old neighborhood when i was younger um there's a huge bridge if you've watched any of my vlogs or seen any of my instagram anything um there's a bridge that goes over the highway that's next to where i used to live my parents house and kids would go up there and throw eggs off the bridge into oncoming traffic on mischief night and halloween and it it was very fatal there was bad things happening like there was car accidents they were shattering windshields because no one really realizes how much damage an egg from that high up can do so that's why it was like a whole (laughs) no-no with the eggs in my neighborhood but i say this to say that there was really a abundance of kids playing pranks uh and not just kids people were just using it this time to blame to use it as an excuse to be an asshole pretty much uh so pretty much uh (laughs) to stop the assholery uh they were like let's occupy these fucking kids (laughs) I'm sorry. This was just this is just so funny. They were like, let's occupy these kids and stop all of this craziness by giving them uh 
an activity to do and we have to basically bribe the children into being good. So what are we going to do? Everyone give out free fucking candy. Of course, the kids are going to stop. So that's where trick-or-treating came from. It just distracted the children from being little assholes. And it also stopped the parents from being little assholes because they had to go take the kids or be at home to trick-or-treat, give candy to the trick-or-treaters. So pretty much trick-or-treating became a tradition to stop everyone from being an asshole. That is why we go trick-or-treating because apparently kids and people alike were using Halloween as an excuse to just be a douchebag. And that's why we trick-or-treat. So the next one is, well, while we're trick-or-treating, we're usually dressed up in a costume, right? Uh here's why we do that and once again a little disturbing not that the not that the trick-or-treating was disturbing but it makes you look like damn this all started because people were being douchebags and now now we just collect candy but the costumes uh oh i'm sorry i forgot to mention with jack-o'-lanterns the whole point of people doing them was to place them outside the home and ward away uh spirits um so the reason that they were wearing costumes when they would go out and such is to disguise themselves um from the spirits and disguise themselves for that night um i'm also assuming at first it was so that they can go up uh go around and be little assholes and nobody notice them i'm probably that's not included in this book but i'm just putting two and two and human nature together and I'm thinking that's why they were they were dressing up also. But um, costumes were originally made out of animal skins and random materials that you can find at the time. And uh, it just became one of the many things in their arsenal to protect themselves against spirits and bad juju. Uh, and really, the I, the ideology behind it, I guess, was that if they dressed up like monsters and... They dressed up like big, scary things. The real big, scary things would leave them alone. So I'm also thinking, putting my two cents in, that, um, yeah, they were hiding themselves from being douchebags. But that's the, that's the meaning behind that. And the last little uh, tradition I'm going to put here is the belief that witches are highly active during Halloween. Am I going to say that we're not? We are, but it's not what they think. Uh, But this also connects to that same reoccurring theme of the veil being thin. And because the veil is thin, uh, obviously, super air quotes, supernatural beings and people with supernatural abilities like mediums, fortune tellers, oracles, tarot readers, as would be now, and basically spiritually in tune individuals uh would be able to access their abilities more clearly this is when they were most powerful and i guess it kind of just added a little more zhuzh to what was already a scary night for people back in the 17 and 1800s like there's people running around in animal costumes there's kids being douchebags that were trying to bribe with candy and the veil is thin so witches be doing shit That is the takeaway from 
this episode. Trick-or-treating started because people were assholes. The veil is thin, so witches be doing shit. Everyone was hiding themselves to, so, so that no one could see that they were assholes and also so that the spirits couldn't get them. And your jack-o'-lantern is supposed to keep bad spirits away. If you've learned nothing else, that's what you've learned from this podcast. I love y'all so much. Thank you for listening. Thank you even more if you've been listening to my voice for five days straight. I love y'all. And I'm so excited to be doing this. I have been enjoying recording these episodes for y'all. But most importantly, I will see y'all tomorrow for another podcast episode. And make sure you're checking out my YouTube channel as well and checking out my Vlogtober videos because every day there's a podcast, there's also a vlog going up. And some days you're getting a vlog and a YouTube video because Moki is crazy and why the fuck not. But nonetheless, I will see y'all tomorrow. As usual, stay beautiful, keep shining, and I will see y'all next time. Bye!